It looks like Andrew Shear is starting to make his move, and uh, we already know that he has said that he's going to nix the federal carbon tax if he becomes our next prime minister. But he also says he would nix the fuel standard that the uh, liberals uh, released some details of in their uh, latest regulatory approach release. It was released on June the 28th, and the measure is going to require the use of cleaner fuels in transportation, industry, and buildings. It's one of the largest elements of Canada's climate change plan. And here to talk about it, maybe give us the specifics and a little quick tutorial on what exactly we're looking at, is Dan McTagg, Senior Petroleum Analyst with GasPriceWizard.com. Dan, good to have you on the show. Good to be here, Kelly, especially on this topic. Not many people knew about it up until yesterday. No, and, you know, it's being called a hidden, at least Shear is uh, positioning this as a hidden tax on gas prices. Uh, do you think he actually has, you know, a point there? Oh, very much so. Uh, and in fact, if you don't uh, believe it, then just go to British Columbia and look at the gas prices there, where they do have a similar uh, you know, carbon uh, requirement, low carbon compliance requirement, uh, which means mixing of gasoline with other fuels such as ethanol, uh, of course, transportation, other ways in which you make gasoline. Of course, the problem with British Columbia is that they import most of their gasoline either from Alberta or from Washington State, which means that unlike other regions in the country, which here in Toronto, for instance, we have enough fuel uh, that we produce domestically or in our own backyard. Um, unlike that, BC, of course, uh, has to rely on someone else to make it for them. So that's costing BC drivers an extra 8 to 15 cents a litre. I, I think I saw something from uh, the leader of the opposition, uh, Andrew Shears, uh, press saying it was 5 cents a litre. I think he's, uh, well, to use a better term, conservative. In that really? Number, much higher than that. Yeah. Wow. Well, you think he would, if there were higher numbers, you think he'd bust those out because the election's coming and anything that's going to save us money is going to win him votes. Yeah, I'll leave the politics aside. I did that for a few years, but there's no doubt that this will be a very costly undertaking. One, Kelly, what we're really trying to do here, what the federal government's trying to do here is to reduce uh, 30 megatons uh, of uh, greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. That's part of the Paris climate uh, agreement that we made. And of course, there's been criticism. The federal government can't uh, achieve its uh, lofty objectives uh, by carbon taxes alone, which of course means after the next federal election, you're likely to see that increase rather than going to uh, say $50 a ton, they could go to $100 a ton, basically meaning you'd be going to about uh, 20 cents a litre for gasoline, uh, somewhere between 2022 and 2026. So the days of cheap gasoline, uh, regardless of what happens in world markets, may well be behind us. But this specific standard that is being looked at uh, and possibly Im- implemented as early as this summer by the Trudeau government uh, really has no other uh, comparison anywhere in the world. There's no other government that I'm that I'm aware of anywhere that's uh, trying to regulate uh, what they refer to as carbon intensity. Okay, of, so what uh, is a clean fuel standard? What, what exactly is that? Can you dumb it down for... Yeah. Yeah, so what it really means is that basically reducing the amount of uh, carbon uh, that is emitted uh, from the production of gasoline. Not just How do you the, do that? Well, you do it by buying credits if you can't make the investments in your, uh, in your, uh, in your uh, refineries or you uh, buy gasoline from another jurisdiction with lower carbon intensity or you make the improvements uh, and you blend ethanol and you provide other means of uh, producing gasoline or diesel or jet fuel or uh, any type of fuel really where you've been able to somehow some way with newest latest 
uh, and yet untested technology be able to uh, bring down the amount of emissions in producing that one liter of gasoline at your refinery. The bottom line is that not only will this mean higher prices one way or another, may also see the exit of several refineries here in Canada, which mm-hmm. really is going to be a threat to our supply, to our energy security. Now, I don't, I don't want to give a dark, you know, doomsday scenario, but I can't see any other way. Uh, I know that one refinery in Sarnia is already up for sale. Shell wants to get out of the business of, uh, of, of selling gasoline here in the province. I can't imagine uh, that unless these refineries find ways to buy credits to offset uh, from some other jurisdiction, uh, in other words, by wind, by solar, by other means, they're not likely to stay around unless they want to pass these high prices on. So, you know, folks should get ready to the idea, to the notion uh, that come October, you have a very important decision to make. Uh, do you want Canada to have a standard that is not available anywhere else in the world? Do you want to be trendy? And I don't want to be facetious about that comment. Uh, if you want to be trendy, there's a massive cost to it. I'm not so sure uh, consumers are ready to pay for it. They're but should, Dan, can I play devil's advocate for a second? Because sure. I can't be alone in, in, in thinking this, that climate change, we're seeing the effects of it that are very, very expensive in numerous ways. So it, at the end of the day, four cents a liter, you pay it now to avoid problems later. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I'm saying this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying eventually we're going to have to pay for it at some point in time. Yeah, and it's getting colder, Kelly. I mean, I'll play devil's advocate right yeah. back and say that those who are making those comments have no basis on which to make the assumption that it's derived stri- strictly from carbon. That's a debate in of itself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money and there's a lot of organizations that are behind this. Uh, the same groups that are blocking our pipelines, causing our uh, our inflation rate, or rather our Canadian dollar to lose value. Uh, jobs to flee the country, investments to leave. You know, we have to make a decision in this country as to which way we want to go. Because if we want to go to the brave new world, the untested technologies, and assume that the sky is falling and Canada can make an impact while the rest of our partners aren't doing it, we could do untold, untold damage to the economy. And, of course, not achieve the objectives and lose a lot of people along the way. I mean, what if this is the grand solar minimum versus those out there who've been pounding uh, away? Uh, you know, I ran as a Liberal MP in, 20, in 2008. We were I know, that's why I'm kind of shocked. We'd five years underwater, we'd be five feet underwater. Uh, you know, I hear uh, we have a, a year, t- 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we had no water in Lake Ontario. It was dropping dramatically in the Great Lakes. Now we have too much water. I don't think we can allow weather to determine our public policies. And we have to look at the bigger picture. Dan, it's been a pleasure having you on. I really appreciate uh, you trying to make some sense out of this for us. So (laughs) this probably, this this fuel standard could perhaps lose uh, some liberal votes. I think it will. And I think uh, when people recognize uh, what's what's involved, uh, there is a significant cost that I think isn't borne by the benefit. Thank you so much, Dan. Have a fantastic afternoon. You too. Take care, Kelly. Bye-bye. Cheers. Dan McTagg, Senior Petroleum Analyst with GasPriceWizard.com. He's moved on, and that is his new site. If you want to find out how much gas prices are going to be today and tomorrow, go to GasPriceWizard.com.